podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, it's David here and as regular listeners will know, I'm very enthusiastic whenever I have to do an advert about how you should shave your testicles. Um, So much so in fact that the company behind it, Manscaped, who are the number one in the whole ball shaving business, I have to say, um, have given me a script. So I'm going to work off that this week. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach boss? Sorry, bod. Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene products. Don't be the guy at the beach with Austin Powell's chest hair. And if you grew some winter man tits, the tits? You can say that in an advert? change days man the least you can do is make sure they're hairless it's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20 percent off and free shipping with the code rangers manscaped is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full body grooming game with a performance package 4.0 the kit comes with the essential lawnmower 4.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine and you know i'm one of these guys that if i take off my jumper you can't tell i've taken off my jumper I'm old school that way. But the young folk, oh my god, did you see Erlen Haaland there week? Whipped off the shot. There were not a hair on that body. He's got hunters in his head right enough. I don't. So I'm I'm maybe follicularly trying to make up for it in that regard. But I must admit, I do like to trim the top of the chest. I don't like that overhanging clawing hair coming out the top of the shirt. So I use that. And nobody likes nose hair. Let me tell you that right now. So the weed whacker that they provide you with is excellent. They also have ball deodorant. I know, I know. It, it, a once proud people, right? That's all I'm saying. But uh, it does smell quite nice. And so does their, their actual deodorant. Um, you'll get 20% off and free shipping with the code Rangers at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Rangers at manscaped.com. So that's not too shoddy. I think you have to admit, these are good products. I know I joke, but uh, I do use them. No, oh, they are. And I, that would be important. But uh, trim your chesticles with the besticles. And uh, this is not on the script, but for the love of God, no matter how spectacularly shown your George Dawes are, keep them inside when you're at the beach. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar, I am your host, although I am suffering from the lurgy this week. But after, let's be honest, another game where Rangers don't take enough chances and we know we need to sign players and we know we need to get rid of players, there's only so many times you can talk about that without it being a bit repetitive. So I thought we need to, like Rangers, we need to freshen the side up a little bit and who better to bring in than all the way from Toronto? Well, he says it's somewhere near Toronto, but Canada, it's all the same to me. It's my crow pod friend and buddy, my old pal. It's Todd Van Allen. Hello, Todd. Oh, oh hello. Uh, so right right out of the gate, not unlike um, Hadji coming on and, and needing to sort of establish himself. Uh, it's, it's Ottawa now. That's where I am. So it's like 500 kilometers away from away from Toronto. So but, pretty much. Pretty look, much. It, it, look, it was a coronation at the weekend. It's all the yes. empire to me, mate. Right? I see. Yeah. You're, I you're, okay. You're, you're, we still own you, right? That's... Yes. I'm, I'm part of the Upper Canada Brigade. And... <laughs> 
Don't make me laugh. I'll call. Um, <laughs> you sound rough. You sound am, rough, sir. I, I am. I am rough. Uh, I am struggling this week, and I possibly should have went to the game for two reasons. One, I think I've made myself worse, and two, I've infected my friend Stevie Clifford from Four Lads, who's now <laughs> not the Lurgy as well. Lurgy uh-huh. that was passed on to me by our podder Alex Staff after the semi-final. So that has been a, a really disappointing defeat, and that it has led to me being ill. But uh, yeah, so Rangers Aberdeen. At the weekend, Aberdeen. Look, since Barry Robson came in, he's done what anybody should do in that circumstance, where he's just went right. We're going to go straight into shape and hard work, mm-hmm. um, and they are disciplined. They do work hard. They've had a good run of results. They're confident, and let's face it, they came into the game needing it a bit more than than us. But a comment from Michael Beale after the match, Todd, he said, "I sometimes think we're the most wasteful team in front of goal that mm-hmm. I've ever seen." Yeah, and it's I, it's totally true. I mean, like there are yeah. so many times, and I am I am like you, where I'm waiting for this refresh. It kind of like really, really looking forward to it. But it also comes with that sense of dread of like, okay, what if we have this rebuild and what if we bring in isn't the same. Like you just, you watch chance after chance after chance not go in. And it's just our our lack of finishing is, it's gone past comical now. It's now expectant. And And that's what it is. Well, at the weekend, and look, I don't think Rangers played great at the weekend, but as as has happened so many times this season, when you watch the game back, you think, we've made six chances really good yeah. we should bury them chances mm-hmm. um, and and in the end as it has happened so often this season you actually need a moment of brilliance um your namesake stepping up and <laughs> i mean i wonder i mean I, I i really don't think because the game doesn't mean that much i don't think that we're mm-hmm. maybe praising this enough because that is a hard skill yeah the uh, his his goal was fantastic but his work rate was yeah. was great as well. And I will say this, like as, as much as I as I worry about the the business that we that we need to do, when you look at the um the two signings Raskin and, and Cantwell that, that they've come in, even in a game where we're looking to just see through the season, we know where we're gonna end up. It's really just kind of like look for your spot next year. These two just came in. So they know they're guaranteed for next year. Regardless, yeah. but they have yeah, like, and, and like Raskin's like, th- there was a moment, uh, one moment that I think summed him up perfectly is like this ball was going into touch and he scraped right through, you know, did, did the slide to, to, to keep it in that work rate was fantastic to me. And then Cantwell was just, uh, he was all over the place. He was, um, really driving forward and trying to create as much stuff as he could with this kind of like log jam of ineffective strikers in front of him. And it paid off and it was it, the, the other thing I found interesting about the game was the second we got that goal, it was like, we got the fourth goal and saying, here comes the parade of subs and just let's, let's yeah, just game, let's see what happens in the season. Uh, yeah. And I think, you know, when he, when he came into the press room afterwards, uh, he was, I think quite angry. Um, mm-hmm. And there is a conversation we had, if he maybe gives a wee bit too much away in those circumstances with Gerard when he was emotional, he actually went the other way. Mm-hmm. He was angry. He he tended to actually get close-lipped. Oh, yeah. But like when he came I, in quiet, you went, oh, dad's mad. Yes. Yeah. When he came in quiet, you you yeah, you yeah knew um, what cloud over him. But Bill's a bit like that as well, but he'll tell you why he, he's he's angry. And, um, you know, again, 
Sakala, who's look, let's be honest, right? It's two terrible misses against Celtic, mm-hmm. and that has, I think ended for a lot of us. I probably include myself in this. I can hear Andy McGowan say, "Oh, you yeah. know, numbers," but um, you can't rely on them when it matters. And no, we don't have anyone at the moment up front that we can rely on when it matters. Yeah, there's the, there's no option. There's no option on the bench. It's it's really kind of a it's a really hollow time of the season, like where we're just it it reminds me of this is like the dumbest reference, but like in the beginning stages of major league where they've put oh, this team together, I'll always take a major league reference, right? And you just you're looking at this team is just like uh, as soon as I take the field, it's just a heavy sigh. And you're just looking for, I don't know, I don't know who they need to undress game by game with stickers in the dressing room, <laughs> but it's it's too late now. We can leave that for next season. But there are moments of hope in this, and I think that's really all we need to to, to look at. Um, I would say that you know, for for seeing McCrory in net for the first time, he did a great job. He, you know, he did his job, clean slate. Um, when he was called into action, he was pretty effective. Yep. Um, it's, it shows good signs for, uh, for the, uh, for the coming, for the coming season. Um, the, the defense hot and cold, uh, midfield, not bad. We saw flashes with, with Lundstrom. Uh, and it's, it's really, I think the big, the biggest problem we have right now is not being able to finish. That's yeah, our problem. And, and, you know, that, this is the thing about the, for me, it's a quality issue. Um, mm-hmm. you can, you can talk about confidence, you can, but, but we do this a lot. Where even games, I, I just think I've come on here every week after a home game and went, eh, you have good win, should have, should have scored more goals. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not bad luck. Yep. It's not unfortunate. It's the fact that our strikers now, the manager confirmed that Morelos will be leaving. Mm-hmm. And I just want to talk about you know his overall contribution. The manager also said, which didn't get picked up as much, that in in a few years people will look at certain players and he met Morelos and mm-hmm. you know value his contribution a bit more than they maybe do currently. They'll remember the goals he scored and whatnot. And and I do tend to agree with that. Um I just think that it's like because he was loved and Alfredo was loved and you know mm-hmm. is still loved by a lot of Rangers fans that I think there's just a sadness really that it's ending the way it's ending. Yeah, there's you. You kind of want. I don't know what sort of crescendo we we're looking for. Like I don't know, like sort of like how he could go out. Like maybe he Hollywood you know, out on his shield, you know, yeah, like, yeah. With, with trophies and stuff. But it doesn't uh-huh. always work like that in real life. Yeah, but like I'm I'm just thinking of like there's there's no way given this team and given our progress and and what's happened, like he can't single handedly give us a season. Like this, this was death by a thousand cuts this season, right, yeah. right near the end. So you can't, you can't peg it on any one person to say, oh, well, sure. Like, you know, Fashion Junior didn't score enough. It's like, well, look at the lead-ins that were coming in. Like you can, you can go right to the back and look mm. f- and, and, and move forward and say, these are the sums of the reasons as to why this, this campaign wasn't successful. And I guess, yeah, like it, we kind of do have to look back at the 55. We have to look at the goals that he scored us in Europe. And remember, this isn't the first time that we've sort of had this conversation about him when he got red card in that old firm game and everyone was like, okay, sell him. That's it. We're yeah, done. Yeah. And then we kind of forgot about that after he starts, you know, scoring as many goals as he did in Europe. And he started, you know, getting the, uh, the, the, the monkey off his back in terms of being able to score against Celtic and being able to be present in, in big games. 
but he's gone off a cliff again. And so like, it's, he's kind of had these kind of two peaks with us that have been kind of really special. And I think, like you say, that's, that, those are the things we're going to have to remember. I'm not going to remember him this season because there was nothing memorable that he did no. this season. So, so it is going to be the, the, the bliss of the 55, the European campaign that took us all the way to the, to, uh, to UEFA. I mean, like, it's just, those Probably are the, see, those are the things we need him. to think of. See him in, you know, 2019, 20, when he was rampaging through yeah. the Europa League. That's the, the, the thing that you'll remember. Something that's interesting about Alfie that I've always found is that for a lot of Rangers fans, younger Rangers fans, he was their first hero after yeah. you know, pretty much a, a decade that, that didn't feature any. Um, suddenly, for, for guys our age, we've got loads. You know, mm-hmm. we've, we're spoiled, really, for yes. Rangers heroes. Um, and therefore, we might have found it a little bit, you know, we, we maybe didn't quite get it as much. Mm-hmm. But if, if these guys were growing up watching, let's be honest, real shit, right? Um, <laughs> Ian you know, Black. Yeah, cluster fucking about in our badge. And suddenly along came this guy, and he was cool, right? Yeah. And he was, he was different, and he was a mm-hmm. bit wild. And there is something attractive about that, frustrating at times, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. But something quite attractive about that. And he scored these massive goals. And I think as well that, you, identi- you, you identify with flawed players. I always said this, you know, about Gaza and Loudrop. Mm-hmm. With Loudrop, he just looked as though he'd been chiseled from marble on Mount yes. Olympus and sort of handed down from mm-hmm. God, right? And here was Gaza, who was just a bloke, right? Mm-hmm. But who do these extraordinary things. And, right. and he was flawed in a way that, that Loudrop wasn't, you know, as a person and whatnot. And I think that there's something within us that identifies with that and identified with Alfredo and almost gets a bit protective. But he's ready for a new chapter. And listen, I have to admit, there's been times in my life where I've been in a job and I've been out the door um, mm-hmm. to somewhere else and you're working your notice period and you, you're not as committed as you once were. No. Like when the ink is dry on the other contract. Yeah. You're, you're pretty much like you, you go out, you have your dinner drinks, you get like the, the nice little tumbler that they give you for a farewell and then you're, you're at the door. Um, we can, we can only expect that much. And by the way, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. Like we are going to be where we're going to be. The only thing that we need out of the end of the season is hopefully to just beat Celtic once. Mm. That's all we need, right? That's the, 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 so the next game is obviously quite important. Pull up the socks for that one. Great. But for the rest of it, I don't really care. No, I don't. I, I think that the manager actually spoke about it the weekend that it was a, a better atmosphere than maybe he, he said that the maybe than the players deserved. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I do think that it was quite, I think it helped that it was Aberdeen, you know, a team that we don't like particularly. Right. Um, yeah. It was the coronation weekend. People were you know, quite upbeat. It was a nice day, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, the last couple of games after the Celtic game are just going to be, can we just get this done? And Oh, yeah. They're going to be unfriendly friendlies. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just going to be kickabouts, and especially that's why I think you need to bring in some new players. And, and, and he did, as you say, at the weekend. I thought Robbie McCrory acquitted himself very well. The conundrum that is the Yilmaz situation, now this, this is a strange one. It looks mm-hmm. a signing that was made by Ross Wilson, mm-hmm. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Now, he was injured, but he was also fit a fair bit and didn't get used. In has come Michael Beale. Um... And once he's been fit again, he hasn't really used them. 
Uh, Borna mm-hmm. Barisic has done fine this season. I don't think he's been great. I don't think anyone's been great, but I don't think he's been bad. Um, right. And the manager knew him and trusted him. Mm-hmm. But is it a case of saying, look, he was four million quid, we need to get something out of him? Or is it a mm-hmm. case of saying, we'll just move him on in the summer and then put this down to the previous director of uh, you know, the director of football and, and move on with their lives? Yeah. It, well, Borna was, was hot and cold. Like you, you really did not know which Borna was going to show up on any given day. You could figure it out in five minutes. In the yes, first five you minutes, you you yes. you just like, oh, here we go, and that was it. Um, but now, I see, yeah, that we're we're kind of in that position again. We're in a, in that position with with a bunch of players where, you know, we we look at them and go, do we sign them to sell them? You know, like do we like like how we get rid of them? On paper, Ridvan was. I was think what we that needed. Was a big part of that, by the mm-hmm. way, I think that he was like, "Oh, we'll get him, and in a couple of years, we'll flip him for X amount." But yeah. you can't forget about the bit where they're playing for us. Yes, that's true, and like, like you have to showcase this at some point. I mean, like, yeah, you can flip a house, but you have to use the right materials to make it look good, so you can get rid of it, right? Yeah. And I don't know that Ridvan has had enough time on the field. I don't think. I think. He's he's had a bit of a calamity as well, where he's kind of kind of been trapped between two managers who really didn't know kind of what to do with him, right? Like you you saw it sort of like as soon as he kind of came through the door, he got a couple totally of games and he was okay, and then suddenly it's like, oh, you know what, Barisic is looking good again. Okay, come on back in. So he's kind of like, Dad, what do I do? And so you know, then then the stepfather comes in and he's like, well, I don't know how to deal with this guy now. And so like it's it's really I I do feel sorry for him because. For all the potential that he could have, we're not seeing it, mm. and we're and we're probably not going to be able to see it. Like he has to have like three like three or four screamer matches for the end of this. Like if it, if it's down to a, you know, play for your position next year, who knows? He might turn it around. Like he might look great, but his window of opportunity this season is dwindling. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we're seeing stuff in training. Maybe he's seeing stuff in training that we aren't. Um, well, I just, I really feel sorry for him. Playing. Yeah, that that would maybe explain why he wasn't starting because the manager is obviously going to go on what he's seeing in terms of mm-hmm. training and whatnot. And, and I think there is a trust thing with, mm-hmm. with Barris this year. I just think that there are certain players that I don't expect to be there next season. I don't expect mm-hmm. Davis, um, Ben Davis, to be there next season. No. I, I'm, I'm 50-50 on Yelmaz. And it's not because I think the manager is desperate to chase them out so much as I can get a fee for him Mm-hmm. And I can get in someone I really want in, yep. in that position rather than somebody I'm okay with. And you know, Hadji might go into that category as well of a player who the manager likes a great deal, mm-hmm. but thinks, is he going to play every week? Probably not. Could right. I get three, four million for him? Probably. Therefore, mm-hmm. that is a deal that I have to do. And it's it's weird too if you want let's let's talk about the midfield because you mentioned Haji who is is obviously getting curried favor so's Matondo mm. and it's weird to have one player in a in a particular line of position that you don't know what to do with and and where it's going to happen we've got two at least you know at between least, yeah. Haji and Matondo that you're like well now what do we do. Because because we're starting to see, you know, out of necessity and out of like, hey, we paid for these guys. Let's see what they have. And again, I think Beal is seeing things in training that he's like, you know what? This might work. We're seeing way more airtime from Matondo. And it, it hasn't been bad. 
He's been all right. I, I right. mean, I, I think that there is a thing when, when a player comes in like this that people expect him to go, right, he, he, he's going to be brilliant. He's not. He's had a terrible no. year. Confidence is short. He finally gets yeah. an opportunity. And I say that, as we've mentioned, isn't exactly going hell for leather. Right. Um, I, it's more realistic that he does okay and builds up rather than he just goes in and he flies completely. Mm-hmm. And at the weekend, although he, you know, he made some mistakes at times, he also put three on a plate for Sakala. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Like his, yeah. and he, this is, this seems to be his bread and butter for, <laughs> for, for his play. Because if you, if you look at the previous times he's played, he has he has done that role well, which is the setting up of someone to bury it. Now all we need is someone to bury it. Yeah. You know? And that's, we can't put that on him because he's doing his job. He's doing the right thing. It'd be great if he could score them himself, but I don't think he 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 has that in him. I think he's more of a, here, let's set this up. Let's, 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 let's put it on, on the tee and, and you can go. But we are, we are dealing with, with a, uh, a striking force in quotes that uh that is really kind of impotent at this point so we need something that's going to if if we need to find someone i think the 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 job god i do not envy beal here right at all he has got to figure out not just who the strikers are going to be but who are the players that are going to be behind him that are going to be able to do the feeding properly and so there is going to have to be a balance of finding the right kind of striker that can actually finish, but is also going to be able to play in a manner and position themselves in a way so that it's optim- it's optimal for them to score, but it's also good for the likes of a Haji, the likes for Matondo, the likes of, of, of Cantwell to come in and be able to place the ball down for them and say, this is where it needs to be. So there is so much coordination that needs to go on in the next little while. Plus, you're also going into a market that you don't know what's going to be available. So there's yeah. so many things hanging over this right now. I'm a little bit 50-50 on that. Um, now, Michael Beale has got a very difficult situation in the Rangers are not the top dogs at the moment. Mm-hmm. And that is the fact he, he hasn't been able to lay a glove on Celtic. And I think the the other complaints that come up, such as well, he says too much, um, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't like this or I didn't like that. A lot of that is because we're not better than Celtic and also because he hasn't laid a glove on them yet. Right. And until he starts demonstrating that he can, then people, understandably, are going to fear. Now, I think you can put together a case for him. There have been mm-hmm. you know, certain things that have improved, no doubt about it. But the reality at Rangers is you need to be one point better than Celtic and yeah. you're not. Um, so until that changes, then everything comes under the microscope a little bit there but you you can kind of flip it around and say equally he is going into a summer where for the first time in a long time a lot of contracts have expired and freeing up a lot of dead wages you know Mm -hmm. things that we've been paying out but haven't been able to get any use out of right he is gonna get a a transfer budget that's bigger than we've seen for for certainly a few seasons Mm -hmm. uh and also be able to sell some players as well and, and get that money back as well and and this is big yeah, he he's in control of the players that he brings in, which hasn't been solely the case at Rangers for a while. We've had the director of football model. Mm-hmm. He's now in a position to identify the players, and he's spoken about it. He's doing it. He's taking the lead on it. So there is an opportunity there to to go out and say, Do you know what, I might fail, but I'll, I will be able to make my own decisions and therefore stand or or, or fall by them. That hasn't always been the case recently. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember the last manager that we had in place that had that. Who was it? Who was it, by the way? Gerard had a lot of power, yeah. but you know the budget 
I don't think the budget will be comparable to what you're going to see this summer because no. I think that there's going to be a fairly big spend anyway. Mm-hmm. And then you add in the money that will be brought in from players going out. And then finally, even on Bosman's, we are able mm-hmm. to operate in a different market because there's a lot of money that has been tied up in, as I say, wages that we didn't get any benefit from that will suddenly be available to spend. So there is opportunity there. Yeah. the uh, there There is a benefit here as well in that I think – Beal has the a, a, a very strong opportunity to be able to determine what his needs are immediately. Mm-hmm. So it, we're going to see, I think, a very tactical spend. I think there's there's not going to be as much dithering with the okay. So you know, does does this fit our our, our theme? Where you've got like another layer on top of the purchasing orders to go. Um, oh, okay. Now we need to consider, you know, you know, what's this going to do in terms of our long-term goals? Like, no, this is it. Like, like Beal has the wheel right now. So I think, I think he's going to enjoy the tactical aspect of it. I think what he needs to do, and he, he probably has done this, but like assuredly he, he needs to figure out what his priorities are. And he's seen that team. He's seen where the defects are. He's seen where we have definite need. He knows which contracts are going out. So he knows where the holes are that that need to be filled. Um, This is, I think, going to be a summer of just sit back at the popcorn and wait because it's going to be it's going to be crazy. Yeah, and I think that that's the thing you know we'll sign some players in the summer and we'll probably get excited and I'm I'm bad for that so I admit to that but you can't tell you can't even tell really you know a few months in about players because we've all seen players who've gone off like a train and then been useless Mm -hmm. and we've all seen players who've started really badly and then growing into the Rangers career but I think it's I think that that under Wilson it was a big complaint of mine that's why I was saying that I thought he should go is that I thought we kicked down the road so many issues goalkeeper midfield yeah. and the fact that we were lining up in a cup final with nine players who were there four years ago mm-hmm. that to me that's wasted windows and i get that there yeah. are reasons for it and financial constraints and whatnot but we didn't move enough players on during that mm-hmm. period and we didn't bring enough players in and we didn't refresh the side and now you're having to do it all at once which isn't ideal but then equally if you've got a failing side then it is a failing side let's mm-hmm. not you know, beat around the bush with that. That that's why we're we're all unhappy. Right. Then having that opportunity and not having to, as you say, do it through a conduit, do it through a director of football. Michael Beale isn't going to someone and saying, "I want a a midfielder who can do this." He's out there looking at them and saying, "Right, okay, I will take him because I think I can work with him." Um, and and in modern football, not all managers get that. No, it's 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 true. But here's the other thing too that we're going to have to keep in mind. With all the excitement of the big spend that's going to be coming through and the the miraculous summer that we're going to have, this is going to be if if, if the influx is is what we're expecting and mm-hmm. and what we think of, we as a fan base need to be able to temper our expectations because this is going to be a team Hello, as much as Rangers. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so we're not getting a treble the first year. Okay, I'm just saying it right now. Not with that attitude. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to take time for for these new players to gel. Like they're all going to come in with with huge talent. And again, we don't even know who they are at this point. Mm. But they're going to come in with with gobs of talent. They're going to have huge expectations, right? Mm-hmm. And I would like to see sort of the same sort of support level that we saw at the beginning of '55, where you know we have a cautious 
optimism around the whole thing where we're able to uh, to, to really help the team along and not get judgmental immediately out of the gate. And, you know, when we got our first game against St. Johnston at the beginning of the season and we scraped together a 2-1 and we go, oh, this is absolute shit. We're horrible at the back. Just <laughs> give them a chance. Give them a chance. Oh, uh, I, I think that that's uh, a lovely thought. I know, um, I know, I know I'm, I'm speaking in a vacuum. I know. Uh, I, I think I, I touch utopian. Uh, <laughs> it, might be, it might be fair to say, because we both know as soon as, you know, 1-1 one, one draw with somebody, pitchforks, burning cold. Yeah, but exactly. That isn't going to change until there's a period of sustained success. Yes. And people can relax a little bit. And it's it's totally understandable. And I, I do get because the frustration is huge. And I think as well that for Michael Beale, um, I think people might need to remember just how bad the side was. Mm-hmm. And I know we had a lot of injuries, although, as I always say, I, I'm never sure that it's a chicken and egg thing for me, you know, are you mm-hmm. getting bad results because you've got injuries or do you have quite so many injuries because you're getting bad results? Uh, I'm, right. I'm never sure. These things tend to clear up, don't they, under a new manager, as mm-hmm. they did. Um, yeah. We started winning. He, for me, he rated the ship in terms of things like our away performances, which had yep. been dreadful. Um, mm-hmm. he, he rated the ship in, in terms of making routine victories routine after mm-hmm. a period where they hadn't been. Yep. Um, but the gap is... To Celtic, the Celtic have a, a good side, right? As mm-hmm. painful as it is to admit that, um, so it is going to be a challenge to to overcome them, but it's not impossible. And you know, I just don't want us to say we win at the weekend, and we're mm-hmm. not going to get too much into the weekend's game because uh, Cammy will be here with Heart and Hand extra late right. in the weekend yeah, yeah. unit, folks. But we can't delude ourselves if we win that. Oh well, maybe we're not that far away. Maybe we're not that far away, but we're far enough. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. The, the, the only measurement stick that we have at this point, and again, this, the, again, the season's a write-off, so it truly is. And I, and I hope Cammy talks about it in, in depth on, on Thursday, but like the, 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 the only meaning in this weekend's game is strictly psychological. It's yeah. psychological and it's, and it's, it's players who want to be there showing that they want to be there. That's, that's all this is. There's, you know, the, the, if we get hump five, nothing cool, like, well, not cool, but like, it it means nothing. It means nothing. Um, But equally, if we win three, nothing, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't change everything all night. No, it's, it's like, all we do is like, Hey, look at us. We did the thing. Didn't matter. Yay. Yeah. Um, Cause, cause all the excuses we formed up, Oh, you know, Celtic played a B team, you know, they, you know, they already won the league. That's legit. Yeah, yeah, and right. it, it doesn't matter. It's quite an ironic situation for Beal in that if he doesn't win, he'll be under more pressure. If he does win, people will go, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But he still needs the, to win. The, uh, the key always is with a with a, with a a new manager, it's not even the first old firm game of the of the new season. It's, it's the second. Because the first one is just a, a, a tidal wave. And if you can just hold yourself together, maybe just get a draw at that point. If you get a win, obviously, it's great. But like, the expectation for me when I see a new manager coming in for that first old firm game, no matter whether it's home or away, I'm just like, just get a draw. Just just get just get a point out of this. Don't lose. Just just get something okay. Because then once they sort of see it, like I, I always feel sorry for like players. They have to do it at some point, but I always feel sorry for players in their first old firm game because they've no idea what they're about to experience. Yeah, that's true. And when you when and you get to see the players that either shine and go, Oh, I like this. 
and they, you know, they, they run and they play because they want to play and they want, they want to beat these guys. Um, when you see someone kind of simper away and, and, sh- and shy away from tackles and really get kind of influenced by, you know, that mob, the noise, it really, it, it really, uh, you, you get to see the, the character of a, of a player. And I think that's what we've been missing. I think we've been missing sort of the uh, the players that, no, we get this. We understand why this is a big game and we have to go. So for me, it's always, for a new manager, it's that second old firm game where they've kind of done the first one. They go, okay, I get this. And ideally, if it's uh, if it's an away game first, then they really get to see sort of like the whole feast that is what these things are all about. And then when you come home, then it's like, okay, now I get it. Now let's try it. And, and it, the, the other cool thing that I think, uh, Beal's going to have in his favor is that he's relatively new to the position. I mean, he was there, you know, under Gerard, but in this role, this is kind of new for him. And he's sort of like, okay, we kind of limped our way through the players that he's going to bring in are also obviously going to be new. So they'll have that in common. So there will be, I think this sense of like, Hey, we're kind of all in this together. And there will be other players in there that are obviously more mature and, and, and have been with the team for a while that will be able to help kind of marshal them and, and, and you know bring up their expectations as to what is expected of them from game to game. But I think there's going to be sort of like this, hey, you know what, we're all new, let's figure it out. And I think there's, there's there, the, the players that he brings in have to have that openness and availability to be able to say, uh, I'm going to learn from this. And, I'm, and, and my, by the way, we all know that your learning curve is steep. Because you're at Rangers, we expect it. So, I think there's 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 going to be some uh, a, a a an ability to succeed here uh, if the right players have the right mentality and are able to come in and join in at this at this particular point in time. Yeah, um, well, a huge, huge summer ahead. I will see you this summer because I'm off to NASA in Toronto, which is Yay. definitely in Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. I know that. If I turn up in Ottawa, I'll be five. <laughs> I actually have to travel to it. Away from it, which would be silly. Yeah, um, you know, I, like I, I, I used to be able to just walk to it. Now yeah, I, I have to. Yeah. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Mm-hmm. Todd, where can everybody find you on the interwebs? Oh, uh, you can find me at Hey It's TVA. That's the uh, website, the Twitter, uh, Instagram is Hey It's TVA with an underscore at the end because they closed down my first account for some reason and won't tell me. Um, don't know why that is. Uh, I've got some upcoming uh, shows in the Ottawa area in the next couple of days. You can find that at HayesTVA.com slash calendar. Um, thank you, everyone, for uh, having me here. Thank you, David. It was an absolute pleasure. As I say, a, a nice to, it's always nice to talk to Todd, but uh, I thought it might be a, a little bit different. And, uh, of course, Cammy will be back with Heart and Hand Extra later in the week. I'll be back here next Monday. Um, bank holiday, of course, this weekend. That's why we are tonight. But uh, I'll be back next Monday with reaction to the old firm game. So until then, folks, thank you to our executive producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Myers. And thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.